Okay, so when Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty. Walk before me faithfully and be blameless. Now make my covenant between me and you and will greatly increase your number. Abraham fell face down and God said to him, as for me, this is my covenant with you. You will be the father of many nations. No longer will you be called Abraham. Your name will be Abraham. For I have made you a father of many nations. I'll make you very faithful. I'll make um, nations of you and kings will come from you. I'll establish my covenant as an everlasting covenant between me and you and your descendants after you. You for the generations come to be your God and the God of your descendants after you. The whole land of Canaan where you now reside as a foreigner, I will give as an everlasting possession to you and your descendants after you. I will be their God. Then God said to Abraham, as for you, you, you must keep my covenant, you and your descendants after you for the generations to come. This is my covenant with you and your descendants after the covenant you are to keep. Every male among you shall be circumcised. You are to undergo circumcision as it will be a sign of the covenant between me and you. For the generations to come, every male among you who is eight days old must be circumcised, uh, including those born in your household or bought with money from a foreigner, those who are not in your offspring. Whether born in your household or brought with your money, they must be circumcised. Your co my covenant is in your flesh is to be everlasting covenant, and he's uncircumcised male. Who has not been circumcised in the flesh will be cut off from his people. He has broken my covenant. What are your thoughts? You know, I, uh, the circumcision always remains a mystery to me. But mm -hmm. it, it does there does seem to be an element of the in, in, initiating ritual that you see in many, many tribes of saying, well, after these uh, gruesome experiences, then you you can, I guess, come, you can join the tribe and you feel belong to it. And you see it in like, I don't know, like fret parties or something. But but at the same time, I feel like there's, there's more to the circumcision than this mere initiatory ritual. But before this, I also want to talk about like the beautiful image of walk before before God faithfully and be blameless. And, this I, we talked before this walking with god and walking before god is this recurrent uh, imagery that that happens in the bible and i just i just find it extremely beautiful it's it's kind of we, we said it's it's an very intimate image of sort of strolling and then talking so here the god is at once of authoritative and personal and so that it's, I think it's like the true father should be like this. There's this authoritative part of it, this voice from above that commands you to do something. But at the same time, it's a figure that you can walk along with. And that's a very interesting idea and something we can definitely build upon it. I, I personally think that when you look at the situation, you see it such that, um, you see it such that you, you can, you can have the idea that Abraham or when you are holy, it's idea, or actually when you're human, you're, you're meant to be the, the figurehead of Christ, or at least the embodiment of Christ on earth, such that you spread your life with others and, and the light with others. I think that's so true. It's the idea that, you know, at the end of the day, if you look at who's a good Christian, it's not via their philosophy or their thinking, but rather how they live their lives. And it's kind of that representation where you best experience the love of God. That's definitely true in my life, and I'm sure it is true in most other people's experiences as well. And what do you think about circumcision? Josh? I think circumcision is more of a meta. It's a representation. It's an analogy. It's not necessarily saying you have to be circumcised in the physical sense. Of course, here it's more physical, but oft is the case when you look at these texts that the physical is the metaphysical or the physical is the representation for a deeper truth. And it's the idea that in order for you to draw closer to the divine, it requires 
lifelong commitment and lifelong suffering or struggle. Suffering has too negative a connotation, but it requires a lifelong struggle. The idea of circumcision is from a young age. It's like it's struggling at a young age, but it's something which keeps stays with you and is a physical reminder with you for the rest of your life. But also, it's a it's a very private part of oneself. Mm -hmm. So there's there's almost a sense that linking with our previous discussion of the of Ishmael having these strife with his brothers, there's this almost break with the private into the universal that you see occurring in the biblical stories of saying uh, yes after one so so because of this circumcision actually serves like this dual conflicting function in some sense this is one function of initiating yourself into the group but at the same time it's also a symbol for taking one above the group dynamic between these I guess, uh, family, uh, this, these blood relations and just th these intimate bonds into the universal for everyone, that everyone should be included. I think that's a very interesting idea. And definitely, I think the idea that it is private is so interesting because if you look at it, something being private, you have the idea that, well, even the most private existence or the most private experience is is to be considered as part of the divine as well. And I think that is perhaps a possible reading or a possible thinking or philosophy or, or theory which you drive, derive out of it. And also, someone's like, you, you can't leave, like believing in God, you can't, you can't go out of this change into the belief unscathed. But instead, there's always this, this certain wound that is left behind and a wound as actualized in a circumcision and in fact it is a certain wound of belief that that is the belief itself i think in uh wagner has this awesome quote in tristan's like the the wound can only be healed by the spear that smears it or that it is this exact cutting of the wound that is also the healing of a certain other wound I think that's very true, this idea that when you become a Christian, it's not this easy kind of idea. It's that it, it is a deep, lifelong struggle that you're committing yourself to. And that's something which is overlooked in the community these days, especially when people say, well, we just want instant gratification. Being a Christian is complete opposite of instant gratification. It's like kind of you, you throw yourself into the world, you accept the struggling and, and that is a wound. But at the same time, that leads you to greater kind of profundity or realization. Mm hmm. I I have nothing else to say other than this is this is great. And should we go go on mm -hmm. to read the rest? God also said to Abraham, as for Sarah, your wife, you will no longer call her Sarai, Sarai, but call her Sarah. So we were pronouncing it correctly previously. I'll bless her and will surely give you a son by her. And I'll bless her so that she will be the mother of nations, kings of people who will come from her. Abraham fell face down. He laughed and he said, Will a son be born to a man 100 years old? Will Sarah bear a child at the age of 90? And Abraham said to God, if only Ishmael might live under your blessing. Then God, and God said, yes, but your wife Sarah, she will bear you a son and you will call him Isaac. I'll establish my covenant with him as an everlasting covenant for his descendants option. As for Ishmael, I, I have heard you. I will surely bless him. I will make him fruitful and greatly increase his numbers. He'll be, take it, he'll be the father of 12 rulers, and I will make him into a great nation. But my covenant, I'll establish with Isaac, whom Sarah will bear to you by this time next year. When he finished speaking with Isaac, God went up from him. 
on that very day, Abraham took his son Ishmael and all of those born in his household and brought him with his money, every male in his household, and circumcised them as God had told him. Abraham was 99 years old when he was circumcised, and his son Ishmael was 13. Abraham and his son Ishmael were both circumcised on that very day. And every man, male in Abraham's household, including those born in the household brought from a, a foreigner, was circumcised with him. Do you have any thoughts about it? Yeah, I, I have quite a lot of thoughts. First, I think it's true that circumcision is oh, this very violent procedure. And I think we, we don't feel it nowadays because there's all anesthetics and everything. But in, in the past, it must have been a very grave decision to decide to to get circumcised. And it's it's much graver than anything we can we can imagine now. And but to go above, if you look into the footnotes, very interestingly, I, Isaac means he laughs and it, it almost par parallels the the meaning of Ishmael, which is uh, God hears. So there's, there's a, I don't know. Again, like the theme of the voice is, is recurrent. And also the, the theme of laughter. Uh, but I, I can't, I can't really decipher it, but what do you think? I think that the idea of God hears and laughter are kind of like the two blessings. There's happiness, there's joy. And the idea of circumcision and joy is actually a very interesting idea. It's like, it's through the circumcision, through the suffering, that you you feel the great joy, you feel this kind of idea of laughter within it. It's the idea, of, and there's this definition, de definitely this kind of distinction between happiness and joy. The idea of joy is deep-seated fulfillment, whereas whereas happiness is just some sense of superficial kind of kind of feeling. And I think that is key here, this idea that, yeah, yes, that's what Nietzsche might... said. Uh, that's what Nietzsche said in like the joy spirit, uh, even when he was bashing happiness. Mm -hmm. I think that's exactly the case here. It's the idea that what um, what uh, God allows us, belief in God, the divine, allows us to go through great suffering, the circumcision perhaps, the promise with God, but also go through that suffering with great joy and understanding and peace. I think that that might be the distinction here. Oh, yeah, and I think you're right that laughing should not be entirely conceived as uh, a symbol for happiness, but there's, there's a, it is more a symbol of joy, and the joy can one can experience joy even in physical pain, as in circumcision, because joy is almost something slightly higher than than the mere happiness or mere pleasure. And I think we could tie this into the Tlitschian idea that God is kind of being itself or the understanding of being. And I don't necessarily grant in a metaphysical sense, but, but I think there's this idea that it is through the understanding of the divine understanding of being in which you can undergo great strife and struggles without feeling yourself down or hurt in the process. There's this idea of endurance, which is brought through or is allowed to be embodied through that suffering. I think that's an interesting idea. Yeah, I agree. And that's what I said to you yesterday. Like the the event is it's forged through the fidelity uh, to the encounter. Or in the sense that the truth is revealed only when this there's, there's a certain opening that's given to you, perhaps a call from God. But then you have to be uh, you have to have fidelity to the to the encounter with God in order for for this 
encounter to turn into an event and for a truth to be revealed, a truth about the world or about yourself or about the divine. Oh, 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 oh